Hello, I'm Ben, and welcome to a very special episode of the Great British Mickey Waffle. I'm one half of Atkos F1 on the Dib, and tonight I'm joined by the rest of the team. So we have Becca, John, Claire, Peter, Sammy, Lloyd and Jill. Hello. Hello. There's only one topic on tonight's agenda, and that is D23. So what is D23, I hear you ask? D23 is the only official Disney fan club, and every other year they host an expo in Anaheim, California. The largest Disney fan event in the world, D23 Expo, celebrates all the wonderful worlds of the Walt Disney Company under one roof, including the best of Disney, Marvel, Pixar, Star Wars, across film, television, theme parks, products, online music, live entertainment and more. With so much to talk about, I think we should start off with Disney's now not-so-secret project, One Day at Disney. So when Disney put the schedule up for D23, there was something different. Along with the usual panels such as parks, resorts, Disney films, there was something different. It was called Secret Walt Disney Company Project. Well, this secret project turned out to be One Day at Disney. Uh, this is a collaboration for the upcoming Disney Plus streaming service and Disney publishing worldwide, which will go behind the scenes of amazing talents within the Walt Disney Company. So there'll be a hardback book, which will be available from 3rd of December, alongside a documentary series on Disney Plus. So what does everyone think of this not-so-secret project? It sounds great. Um, I don't know whether we'll get it or not. Are we all a bit disappointed that it wasn't a fifth park? Yes. Yes. Yeah. At least it's not a cupcake. I'd have preferred a cupcake. <laughs> Depending on the cupcake. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to it. I think it looks really interesting. Do you know what? I think it, it I agree, Sammy. I think it's it sounds really good. Had they not teased about it for a few days beforehand and made it sound like it was going to be this amazing thing, I think we would probably have felt more excited about it. But mm. now it, it's almost just tarnished a little bit by everyone going, oh, really? That was it? Um, even though it's fab. So I think I think it is a little bit of uh, over, over publicity first. Didn't help. It was overhyped for sure. Like, yeah. They yeah. were like, oh, this big, huge secret and... Like the, <sighs> yeah. the big, like everyone's theories were like massive, and and it's like, oh, it's a TV program about the workers. It's like cool, but like it's not. It's not secret that cool. project cool, you know. Yeah. It, it, it'll be really interesting to see a day in the life and to see behind the curtain. But if you think about the sort of Oz metaphor, once you've seen behind the curtain, is it going to take away a bit of the magic? It, you know, once once you know what goes on behind the scenes. Is yeah. it going to be in your head when you're walking around the park? Well, behind there, actually, there's this going on or, or whatever going on. Is it going to yeah. take something away from your experience? I think it's a good call, Lloyd. And I think I think one of the main parts of it, I think they're going to have to be very careful, just with a view to how many different sort of views of each of the parks there are. But simply because there's all kinds of there's all kinds of ages that would be looking at it, and there'll be all kinds of ages of people who can't do some of the tours of behind the scenes. So the, I think it's got to it's got to be something that sort of just adds on a little bit more to what we all love and enjoy within the parks. I don't I know think... if I agree with you, Lloyd, because if you look at the DVDs, they always have a behind the scenes, how we did this. This is a process that we used. And it doesn't make me like the film any less. So is it going to be like that? 
feel like some mm. some people love that aspect. I'm someone who loves the behind the scenes. I did the Keys to the Kingdom tour. I'm sure some of you have done it as well. Yeah. It's awesome. It didn't make me like it any less, even, you know, behind where you go where the garbage is and it stinks. <laughs> you know, like, you, like, I still didn't ruin the magic for me. Um, so I think that um, for certain people, it'll be great. For other people, it, it they won't be interested. And that's just the way anything goes, really, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's right, Sammy. And that's, I was quite surprised that this was what they announced. Um, maybe for the D23 audience, everyone's gone, yeah, that sounds amazing. For exactly what you just said, the fact that actually most of us people who talk about Disney incessantly are interested. But there's an yeah. enormous proportion of people who visit Disney parks who actually don't care what happens behind the scenes. They're there to go on the ride. They're, you know, we, we're we actually probably in the minority, probably not the minority of people who listen to podcasts like this, but the minority of people in the world. Um, and it's sometimes <laughs> easy to forget that because it's part of our lives. So, Maybe yeah, it's, it's interesting that they play to that audience quite specifically. Maybe that's the reason they launched it for D23. It was just yeah. to, it was the event to launch it. But I don't know. I'm wondering whether it was something that they've been planning and they might have had something else to announce. And this was just what they went with. I don't know. What, what you mean? They're going to follow up with the fifth park in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe. Well, by the way, like, as a the second cupcake. Maybe Spider-Man. Here's the cupcake. Sony. Yeah, yeah it's a cupcake. <laughs> it's yeah. the cupcake. Yeah. Love yeah. that. <laughs> My question about it is 52 weeks. It's only seven-minute episodes. Pardon? They're only seven-minute episodes. They're on, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, are they? And they're up between four and seven minutes. So I think they're, folk, then they're not going to show too much detail. I'm guessing well, that's yeah, what the, do. I'm guessing that what might be what the book is for. Mm. Okay. But I do want the book. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm probably more excited I, for the book than the TV show. I tried to pre-order it, but um, you have to not be a D, you have to be a D23 member. Um, but also you need to be in the United States. Oh. At the minute. Okay. <laughs> yeah, four to seven minute episodes. That's kind of disappointing. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't like short form kind of things. Like, even if it was like twenty minutes, that would be much better. Um, half an hour would be ideal. An hour for us geeks, that's even better. But, um, four to seven minute episodes. I don't know. I think it'll be a work in progress. So I think it, they might start off with four to seven minutes and gauge interest. Problem is, will people not lose interest if it's only four to seven minutes? But isn't just the general attention span about ten minutes of most people? Yeah, but not the sort of people that are going to be watching something like this. As Claire said, yeah. people that are going to be watching this are the people that are really interested and in what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. They weren't going to want more detail, surely? Yeah. They will release a DVD, won't they? (laughs) (laughs) Direct cut. The behind the scenes of the behind the scenes of Disney. (laughs) I like that idea. So One Day at Disney is only one of the shows that will appear on Disney+. Plus. So to tell us more about it is Peter. Like most of us, I wasn't able to attend D23. So I'm indebted to the D23 website for this information. Disney Plus is a streaming service like Netflix or Amazon Prime rather than a TV channel. It starts streaming on the 12th of November in the US, 
Canada and the Netherlands. And then on the 19th November, it will launch in Australia and New Zealand. It's not known when or indeed whether it will be available in the UK. However, I can't see them missing out on such a potentially lucrative market. We may need to wait for existing arrangements such as the deal with Sky to come to an end first. So what will be on it? We'll promise content from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars and National Geographic. It's described as a direct-to-consumer ad-free experience, as well as access to Disney's existing library of films and television series. There will be original feature films, documentaries, scripted and unscripted series, whatever they are, and short-form content, which presumably means things like short cartoons. So, any fears that you'll be paying for nothing more than wall-to-wall Disney Channel seems to be unfounded. Original films planned include a live-action Lady and the Tramp, the Phineas and Ferb movie, and something called The Secret Society of Second-Born Royals. Which sounds like it should star Prince Harry, but somehow I doubt it. There's, an e- there's the eagerly awaited Star Wars series, The Mandalorian, and a host of Marvel spin-offs, including, I kid you not, WandaVision, which is kind of chuckle vision for superheroes. I don't know. Ben mentioned The Secret Project, which, while it may seem a bit of an anticlimax, it certainly sounds like a program I would like to watch. There will be short cartoons featuring the likes of Forky, the Monsters, Inc. characters and others, and to top it all off, an unscripted Muppet series is promised too. Not to mention all the National Geographic content, even The Simpsons which makes me wonder whether Lisa will finally be a Disney princess or whether there'll be a second Simpsons film called Spider Pig Far From Ham. But I digress. So the big question, how much? The initial price quoted is $6.99 a month or $69.99 a year in the US and €6.99 or €69.99 in the Netherlands. Of course, if it's anyone's guess how long those prices will last. So over to you guys. Will you be getting Disney Plus if it ever comes to the UK? Yes. 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 (laughs) Disney Plus was coming over. They just said the Mandalorian will be out in 2020, quarter one. So it's like January or February. Well, if if it's a Disney Plus series then surely that means we're getting disney plus depends also why the content like we said you said about sky whether because i know they've got still contracts for films so not sure when that's due to run out but you never know we can hope yeah we can live did you mention the high school musical series because like that's the thing i'm most buzzing for did we forget to mention that did we mention it (laughs) we didn't know we didn't mention it oh high school musical musical series yes please not like a remake. No, it's no. So it's like, yeah. So it's like um, the school that they set the movie in. No, no. The school that Troy and Gabriella went to. Um, they do a musical of High School Musical. Yeah. So there'll be people in the school playing Troy and Gabriella, singing all the same songs. I don't really know. It's High School Musical, so I'm I'm happy. It's gonna be a series. So how long is that gonna go on for? <laughs> well, they made three hypothetical hey, hey. films, so saying that Lizzie McGuire is coming back. Yeah, that's also really exciting. 
now they, all they need to do is now a Hannah Montana series and my life will be made. Uh, get Miley Cyrus on the phone. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure she uh, she would qualify for Disney anything anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, like they should have like a, a Disney Plus ad for adults. Right. Qu- Quentin Tarantino presents Hannah Montana. Yeah. Exactly, something like that. Yeah. Has anyone noticed that um, Disney Plus is going to be um, in all the hotel rooms at Disney? Ooh, another reason to good. Yeah, so they're going to, I'm guessing it's going to be um, just free advertising so you can then take it home later. So it'll be um, a good thing to try out. Yeah, tester. Will you be able to, will you have a chance to test that then? Hopefully. Well, we'll we, we're there till the 14th, so. Okay. As long as That's it's good. I know Coronado Springs is one of the resorts that just had a refurb. Yeah. With a new screen, so. Mm. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I've got. I'm going to take another tilt on this in a little way because I actually think Disney are very late to the party in some ways. That they've been they've been left behind by Netflix. They've been left behind by an awful lot of the online demand. Um, and I know they tried it with Disney Life. Um, we've I certainly have had a Disney Life subscription in the past, but then stopped using it because it was all the same things. And I, I just wonder if Disney Plus might end up being something very similar to that where you, you actually just you dip in and then dip out again rather than continuing with the sort of 70 pound a year subscription on top of their new content that's got to be their their point to, for their their ongoing sort of life really because otherwise they're just really playing your dvd collection as a disney yeah. fan yeah. they're just playing what you've already got in your on your dvd rack or, or that you can stream from your hard drive yeah. so they, they've got to get the new content going otherwise you basically you'll pay whatever it is a month for the first year to watch the Mandalorian and then you'll just dip out. You won't be renewing your subscription. Yeah. It's got to be a rolling thing. I think their plan is to release episodes on a weekly basis, unlike some of the other streaming shows, which chuck them all on at the same time so that you can binge them for a week and then stop your subscription until the next thing you want to watch comes on. And also yeah. a lot of other streaming services, I think Apple Plus isn't yet launched and that's they're quite late to the party as well. I know they've got yeah, lots of money, that, lots of money that they're throwing at it, but where's it gonna go? It's I think everyone's sort of got net use Netflix, use Amazon Prime. Um but I think Disney have got it right that they're putting all of their content all in one place. Where Disney've been so used to having them on Sky, they've been on Netflix, they've been on Prime. Now there'll be only one place to get it. Which yeah. might a lot of people will say, well, why do I need to pay another seventy dollars a year or hundred pounds or whatever it's going to be to have another subscription service? So, what does this mean for network television, BBC, TV? <laughs> yeah, I don't think all things will eventually air to them. I don't know. It's I, I think with, with most things now, if you look at everything, even things like ITV and BBC, it's all going to streaming. It's like I think there's a BritBox service where you'll be subscribing £5 a month um, to have like the back catalogue of things like Doctor Who and things like The Bodyguard. So I think a lot of it is everyone wants hold of their own content. Yeah, I think that's a good call, Ben. And I think I think as well, I think the, the actual way that we watch television within the next five to ten years is going to change significantly um, and go very much down the subscriber-led approach for for nigh on everything be it entertainment and, and especially for sport you know i'm a big sports fan and you can see exactly where that sort of field is is heading towards already 
it's a Disney in the US announced that they've got a bundle just for in the US for twelve nine $12.99. Uh, it gives you Disney Plus, it gives you ESPN and uh, Hulu because Disney own all three of them, or at least a stake yeah. in three of yeah. them. And that is just like cheaper than the basic Netflix or as cheap as Netflix. Yeah. I, I don't know about anybody else, but I very rarely watch live tv to watch live tv i'll have it on in the background sometimes but if there's a show that i want to watch i'll watch it on catch up no we watch yeah, a lot of broadcast tv mm. we watch a lot of broadcast tv particularly we like the um s- some of the simpler program well not simpler but smaller programs like um only connect and stuff like that that they'll go if if you have just a streaming service because mm. they won't get picked. Mm. I think as as the years go on and the generations kind of change, um, that will be a thing that just uh, doesn't exist anymore. Like I never watched telly really. I only watch it if there's like a series that I like that's on like Love Island or Big Brother or I'm a Celebrity or something like that. Um, ninety percent of my time is spent on YouTube, Netflix, and I got just got Amazon Prime, just got Shudder. So, like, all that stuff, really. Whereas we, we don't have Netflix, don't have Amazon Prime, don't have anything you've got to pay extra for. And so, yeah, I mean, we, we do watch YouTube through the TV, but also, yeah, just BBC, etc., etc. But having said that, we don't watch a lot of telly at all, really. Too busy on the dip. <laughs> yeah, about the same. We're, Bordering that. Most most of us is YouTube. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think it's a very very quickly evolving sort of field. It'd be fascinating to see just how TV will will actually transpire within five to ten years. Because mm. I don't think the traditional Coronation Street and EastEnders model of put it on at half past seven and everybody watch is is going to actually occur, and it's. Also, I, I don't think that everyone's going to want to pay £10 to each streaming service. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And, and that's the thing. It's getting to a point where um, in a, a lot of things, people are picking and choosing which ones they'll have one month and then cancel it and then buy another month elsewhere and binge, binge it. But yeah. it's interesting to see how it develops and whether you might find that a few of them decide to where Disney might in the future, at the minute they're taking the content away from other providers and having it themselves, whether they might license that back to them in the future. Sorry, I think what John was saying is right, you know, the only way they're going to make it not like Disney life is if they keep producing content. They can't just, oh, here's a whole bunch of new things and that's going to be it for 10 years. They have to keep producing new content the same as Netflix does, the same as Amazon Prime does, if they want it to match those services. Especially when you look at the Marvel um, shows that come to Disney Plus. It's like Loki, WandaVision, Hawkeye. Just it's nice to see MCU movie characters coming to TV and having a whole series out of them because it then gives more dimension to the character. It does, Ben, but it's it's kind of like the low hanging fruit, isn't it, that they are making into the series. It, yeah, it's, it's it, you know it's it's kind of the ones that you wouldn't necessarily miss, but it's kind of not. So I, I don't know. It, it's good that they're doing it, but if they want to really make an impact, maybe make a series with one of the. You Tom know, Holland. The, uh, yeah. Tom yeah, the Spider-Man on there. Bring back Tom Holland. <laughs> well, Spider-Man series because isn't the contract with Sony just for films? 
have no idea, but uh, if I was Tom Holland, I'd be looking into that. <laughs> or Tom Holland's agent, at least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, if I was Tom Holland, I'd be doing it proactivity. Um, and he is a self-confessed Spider-Man lover. You know, he loves playing Spider-Man. He says he would play it till he dies. So he has a personal interest in it. So never know. So Disney Plus sounds great. Hopefully it won't be too long before we can start watching all of these new shows and films. So talking of film, um, let's hear a little bit more about what new films were announced. Over to you, Becca. So as normal at D23, Disney released more information about a slew of upcoming films throughout their IPs up to May of 2022. And while there's likely to be more titles released for 2021 and 2022, as at the moment they've only mentioned one from each year. The list for the rest of 2019 and 2020 is fairly comprehensive, although there are some notable exceptions as no details of any Fox produced movies have been announced. So for 2019, we have in October, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, live action film starring Angelina Jolie, Ellie Fanning, Michelle Pfeiffer, November, the long-anticipated Frozen 2 is coming, uh, exploring the question as to why Elsa has her powers and why Anna doesn't, and where their parents were really going the night their ship went down, uh, including all of the original cast, as well as Evan Rachel Wood and Starling Brown. And December, we have the long-awaited Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, final in the sequel trilogy, this one directed by J.J. Abrahams. Disney are being very tight-lipped about the final in the saga and they're not revealing very much at the moment, although they did release a second trailer after D23. So on to 2020. In March, we've got a couple of releases. Uh, Pixar's first outing, Onward, which is a set in a magical world populated by mythical creatures, which is losing its sense of magic, now using machines such as mobile phones and cars. Um, this is the story of two brothers, played by Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, embarking on a quest to see if magic is still alive in the world so they can spend a day with their father. And we have the live-action remake of Mulan. Uh, May sees the release of Black Widow from Marvel Cinematic Universe. June is Pixar's second outing of the year for Soul, um, starring Jamie Foxx, a schoolteacher whose passion is jazz finds his way to the U seminar and Tina Fey, a soul in training who he runs into. July sees the release of the live action Jungle Cruise film based on everyone's favourite Jungle Cruise ride, Disney, starring Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. Uh, November is Marvel's The Eternals, second MCU casting of that year. And also in November, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, but it tells the story of Raya, a lone warrior who teams up with a crew of misfits to find the last dragon and bring light and unity back to the world. Um, 2021's release is in May, the live action version of Cruella, starring Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. 
2022, also May, we have Marvel's Black Panther. Not much information. They haven't even given us a t- full title for it. They were willing to share that that's coming, not fairly soon, but at some point. So, what's everyone think? What looks good to everyone? Jungle Cruise. <laughs> Jungle Cruise? I cannot wait for Jungle Cruise. The backside of water. Yay! <laughs> Did anyone see the picture of, um, was it Dwayne Johnson? And like riding on, on, a, on a boat? Yes. Into, just <laughs> yeah, on like a skipper boat, yeah. 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 Um. Obviously, I'm looking forward to Onward. I don't know if the anyone knows why, but Tom Holland <laughs> involved. So. Would never have guessed. You know, it's no. an animation, right? Yeah, I know, but just his voice brings me sheer joy. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of Soul. Um, it sounds kind of similar to Inside Out, kind of the same kind yeah. of concept. Mm-hmm. Be interesting. Call that chill. Mulan looks quite good. The, the new trailer yes. release looks good, but I'm still not sure. I'm gonna, I can't wait to see it. The thing Just, is, uh, like the first one, but I love, I love the animated version and I love the songs. So it makes me a little bit sad. There's going to be no songs and no Mushu. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it will still be like a decent movie. There may be a slight change on Mushu. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was reading an article the other day. I can't remember where it was. So. This isn't accurate. Speculation rumours. Yeah. <laughs> the rumour is Kevin Hart is on Disney's list for them to animate Mushu in afterwards, after all the backlash that Disney's received by leaving him out of it. That's about how are they going to integrate him with footage that's already shot? Like, that's... Well, if it's how an, are the characters if they're gonna do an animated character, I don't know, but... They'd have to be reshoots. It's a bit too close, I think, for them to be doing things like that. Yeah. So if they have Mushu, would they have the ancestors as well? Because he's sent by the ancestors. Well, you'd think so, but, but I might... don't know. Isn't there a Phoenix companion? So that could have been sent by the ancestors instead of Mushu. I guess. Is there? Yeah. Apparently, there was... I think there was supposed to be. I think I could yeah, be Phoenix wrong. was supposed to be like the replacement for Mushu, but... We'll just, just have to wait. Next. We'll just have to wait and see. Why not just have Mushu then? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Cruella looks good. Cruella was never one of my favorite. Like, 101 Dalmatians and Cruella was never one of my favorites. So I'm kind of indifferent, although I do love Emma Stone. <laughs> I do love Emma Stone. So um, I have faith that it might be okay. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm not really sure yet. It's been one of those films that I feel like it's been pushed back and pushed back a while. And so I'm just wondering until they've got the storyline the way they want it with the right sort of cast. But you, ne- you never know, it might be one of those things that it turns out to be really good. It always makes me laugh with 101 Dalmatians that Roger is supposed to be a songwriter and the film has one song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Pull your finger out, mate. <laughs> Um, obviously Star Wars do we even need to mention that obviously like massive hype like so buzzing has everyone seen the trailer I haven't yet <gasps> we won't spoil it I don't want to spoil it Ooh. Oh, should I watch it right now live on the show <laughs> <laughs> maybe not the copyright issues alright okay <laughs> I, I've, I've actually got it going on in the background at the moment oh really just wait for yeah. the I, I couldn't. I couldn't wait <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you watching it just now? Ooh. 
Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, is that the last bit? Is that done? Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a clue. I've just no, I'm gonna, no, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Go for it. At least then we can always say we've watched it. Yeah. Okay, hang on. Uh, the old uh, the red lightsaber. Yeah. Ooh. That looks good. I have not watched the trailer. I also haven't watched film eight. <gasps> The Last Jedi. It sucks. Sorry. No. It Wait until this one comes no, out. That's nice. Bye. Yeah. The Last Jedi is good, but it's not as good as the previous one. Which was a copy of Episode Four. And people complained that it was a good yeah. copy of Episode Four, yeah. so they did something different, and people complained that it was different. I think. Right. The problem right. Is, as the right. Most... Are we going to get into this conversation? I'll tell you why. <laughs> I will tell you every single point of why. The last Jedi. Let me watch it first, and then let's have a conversation okay. about it. <laughs> it's it's worth watching, obviously, because you need to watch it like for the continuation stuff. But it's like it, it's worse than Phantom Menace. Like I hate it. Okay, I will watch it this week, and then we can have a conversation about it another yeah. time. Yeah. Plus, they stole the storyline um, from a cross between an episode of Battlestar Galactica and Stargate. There's one of the Stargate episodes where they stole the plot for the whole movie. Okay. Allegedly. It's an original Allegedly. film anymore. No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just watching the trailer, guys. I'm just glad that they've got enough footage, and it'll be nice to see them do something nice for Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, because yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. I think yeah. one of the one of the things for me that comes from a lot of this, I know the Star Wars franchise is going to continue to grow. It's how much further down the line the Avatar things seem to get pushed further to the background yeah. and i was i was really expecting an awful lot more to be made of the new avatar films i know they're out there i know that they're in production but it seems that when there's an opportunity to really sell what's being made disney seems to just be pushing it to one side and is that a sign that they're going to get pushed back again I, I don't know they don't own the rights to the films themselves that's a different company isn't it yeah they own them now because they own fox yeah. Yes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and I think that's the thing. They didn't announce anything Fox-related apart from mm-hmm. Simpsons in yeah. all of D23. So maybe they are changing quite a lot of things in the company, and they don't. They didn't think it was the right time to announce that Maybe they'll have a separate event or something further on down the line. Because I don't think there was much Marvel MCU announcements mm-hmm. this time because a lot of stuff had been recently announced at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. So I, they wanted to focus a lot more on like Pixar, like the live action, animation um, for Disney fans. Yeah. No, good call. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, back. I'm, I'm more back, surprised. Right? <laughs> Go on, Sammy, you say you finished watching your trailer yet? Yeah, it's finished. Like, it, was, it wasn't as epic as I was gathering. <laughs> Read between the lines. Is it a vision or not? So it's a shame we haven't heard much from what Disney are planning to do with X-Men and Fantastic Four. I think that'd be a great addition to the MCU. So now we've got one more panel to discuss, and that, in my opinion, is the best one of the weekend. Disney Parks, Experience and Products. Over to you, John. 
Thanks, Ben. I've got to admit, I did spend an awful lot of the weekend awaiting the parks and resorts input. And from there, I've got to admit, I was more, it was more than I actually ever imagined. So I'm going to split this into two parts. I think if we look at Disneyland, California and the rest of the world, and then what we'll do, is we'll talk about that and then we'll deal with the biggest bit at the very end. So during D23, Disneyland, California started with a new parade, Magic Happens, and also announced that their runaway railway is scheduled for 2022, with the studios at Walt Disney World obviously coming real soon in the new year. Shanghai saw a brand new storytelling land of Zootopia, with the obvious merchandising and dining options involved there. Hong Kong, and the centerpiece of Disney is completely transformed. The castle of the magic dreams will honor 13 Disney heroines and will also include a new Bibbity Bobbity boutique as well. They've also been promised Wandering Oaken's sliding sleigh as a new coaster attraction, together with the popular Frozen Ever After attraction. The whole thought of celebrating animated stories at Hong Kong Disneyland will be a huge force in taking this park forward. Our beloved Disneyland Paris has not been ignored and together with all of the plans to expand and improve the studios part, there's an exciting link to Disneyland California with Avengers and plans for campuses that link guests to a global story that transcends all of the Marvel characters that you'd know and love. Together with new Frozen, a new Frozen celebration coming in January 2020 and the Art of Marvel at the Hotel New York opening next summer. There's also a fifth Disney Cruise Line ship which will be launched in 2022. That's the wider world of Disney. What did everyone make of that? You didn't say what the name of the new Disney ship is going to be. It's going to be called the Disney Wish. Yay. <laughs> when that. you wish upon us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. California to Hong Kong to Paris. It yeah. looks really good. The Ant-Man attraction looks really good. Mm. Isn't it Hong Kong that also that, that has an Ant-Man and the Wasp? attraction anyway yeah yeah they've got ant-man and the wasp and i think they've got an iron man attraction yeah. as well yeah. ant-man and the wasp is, is basically as i said their version of um, buzz lightyear mm. i think they refurbed it from buzz didn't they yeah. more intense yeah i think so yeah. yeah yeah i also wonder what the wandering oak and sliding sleigh would come as an as a a coaster attraction as to whether or not it might look a little bit similar to the the, the ride that's at uh, Paris, which is uh, Crush's coaster, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, whether or not the same one's going to come to the Frozen Land in Paris as well when it opens. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Do you think Disney are just sort of focusing on a lot of unique attractions in different places, or do you think they're creating a lot of similar lands in their parks that they can copy from? I think they're I think testing different. Ball. It seems to be they're testing new attractions in different parks mm. that they could then replicate if necessary. Ratatouille in Paris is now going to Walt Disney World. Mm. Um, it sounds to me like they're, you know, having that tester in lots of different areas, mm. um, which is quite sensible. Yeah. Rather than loading them all in one park. Mm. Which that makes sense because they obviously tested Ratatouille out in Paris. And now it's coming to Walt Disney World. So it does seem to be something that they're doing. Yes, Claire, I think you're onto something there. Yeah. 
But also, they've already announced quite a few new things for uh, Tokyo. For instance, there's Beauty and the Beast stuff coming and all sorts of things happening there. They've, they've got a new soaring uh, just opened in Tokyo. And it's going to be a Peter Pan land mm-hmm. and a new hotel. So, so yeah, yeah, lots coming to Tokyo. Exciting times. Certainly is. I really like the parade. I know it's only coming to Disneyland. It does all the concepts are and everything of it. I'm just annoyed it's not going anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Maybe if it goes well, it, they'll bring it to Orlando because we've had Festival of Fantasy for a while, right? Mm. It's only about three and a half, three years. Yeah, it's not that. It's not old in Disney it's not terms. Not very long. It seems uh, like it's been longer. <laughs> 2014, and it was there then. So, so it must be four, four or five years. Five years. Right. Feels, feels does. Yeah, it feels relatively new. Was it celebrate magic before that? Yeah. It was. Yeah. Disney don't tend to have the same parade in each park. Mm. They mm. tend to have different parades in each mm. land area. I think that's a good thing, though. Different parades in different parks means yeah. that you have to go to all the parks if you want to see them all. But I still think Walt Disney World is lacking in parades in other parks. Yeah. Because every time we've been, there's, I think we were there first time and we only saw the parade in Magic Kingdom where ever since there hasn't been any in any other parks yeah. yeah i'd agree with you ben and i, I think it's yeah. a sad omission particularly nighttime in magic kingdom you know i think i've said this far too many times for people to to continue to listen to but the loss the, certainly the loss of an evening parade at magic kingdom is yeah is, is still a, a massive miss for a lot of a lot of families not just people coming from britain but people who travel from america you know it's part of their traditional disney evening before fireworks um, and the lack of a, a lack of an afternoon parade in the other parks is still i think is a, a real sad miss too yeah in hollywood studios the only thing they have i don't know whether it's on anymore is was the march of the first order it's not really a parade no yeah it is still there it was there last week um yeah. many times during the day but it's, yeah. it's not really a parade it's just a a thing that happens. Yeah. But I agree with you, um, John. The Jamming Jungle Parade was one of my favourites. It was lovely. Yeah. And um, yeah, we we I saw still a missed Jungle that. Jungle Parade and we absolutely loved it. it. Blew us away. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I know, even from certainly from my, one of my first visits, you know, it was the the cars put there was a stars in their cars. I yeah. think it was At Hollywood Studios and uh, it was it was it was a lovely parade and even bearing the big blue house made a, an appearance as well. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. Time and a place, obviously, you know, but uh, it's, I, I don't know, it's sad. You know, even my first visit to Epcot, there was the parade, the parade there was really amazing to watch. Yeah. But obviously very, very expensive because it involved so many cast members. Was that the Tapestry of Nations? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It was amazing. Yeah. Was that around the World's Showcase? Yeah. It was. I don't know how they do that now with all the festival booths. <laughs> yeah, to do a bit of swerving, it'd be like a slalom. Yeah. 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 It did go on for a while, I have to say. Stars in the Cars came to Paris. Yeah. For yes, a it, did. it did, yeah. yes. Um, Paris lost its film parade and gained Stars in the Cars. Yeah. 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 But the best parade we ever saw at DLP was Imaginations. If you've never seen that, look it up on YouTube. Absolutely enthralling. Didn't last very long, but the floats were utterly incredible. And we saw it on our first ever visit, and it's just remained with us ever since. 
I think that's one of the biggest things, Jill, isn't it? Is mm. when you see a parade that really takes your breath away, you just wonder why they they don't want this to happen, and yeah. it might be cost. I don't know. I don't know the honest reason from the Disney organisation point of view. But certainly cost, I think, is probably a big factor. And yeah. probably in this day and age, health and safety too. I think the biggest thing of the whole weekend at D23 was the changes at Walt Disney World, or possibly, just more specifically, to to Epcot. The news was huge, but on the whole, added so much that we'd actually had an expectation or just heard a little bit about before. I'm going to start with hotels. They announced the opening of a new DVC property at Wilderness Lodge in 2022 the site of which I think we actually saw being cleared when we actually did a boat trip this year. And I think it's on the actual area that was once River Country. The Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, a two-day stay that you live and experience Star Wars, which looks a must for every Star Wars fan, and more especially those who've got a lot of money. I mean, I'm not paying those prices, I must admit. One million dollars. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll wait till it's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it because I just wanted to like the lightsaber experience. I want to do it so bad as well. I'm, I'm going to pay two hundred dollars for that, Ben. I'm going to do. Oh it. no, the um. No, you get to you do... get to wield a lightsaber and fight in like the, the, as um... an adult in um. If you like Luke the... did when he was training. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, I've seen that. Bit, kids yeah. do the um. Jedi the training. The adults can do it at the hotel as well. I want to go. <laughs> you can pay four thousand dollars if you want no thank you <laughs> <laughs> right moving on Cirque du Soleil makes a very welcome return with a new Disney animation theme tickets are already on sale and with a cost again with seats ranging from $99 to $169 the news of Animal Kingdom Magic Kingdom and the studios apart from Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Train was quite quiet but the biggest news from Parks and Resorts, coming from a place I think many of us hold dear, and from its very beginning, it's really good to see that Epcot will see a transformation, probably for the better. New fireworks in the form of Epcot Forever are already slated for this autumn, and then Harmonious will be with us next year. A huge plan to reconfigure the front part of the park, with many themes that remain true, to the, tr the core values of Epcot are already planned and indeed are already in places to regarding the knocking down of the old monoliths at the front of the park. A new ride experience of Spaceship Earth with a new voiceover too. So unfortunately, Dame Judy's gonna go. The changes to that theme will involve a little bit of deconstruction followed by reconstruction and it will include a lot of building work the list is endless. We've got Moana, A Journey with Water, Ratatouille opening next year, a new Beauty and the Beast sing-along, a play pavilion, new films in Canada and in China, a space restaurant, Guardians of the Galaxy already in construction, and also the announcement, unveiled by Dick Van Dyke, of an attraction at Cherry Tree Lane in the UK pavilion. Throughout all of the Epcot changes, Disney were really keen to highlight the influence of Walt on the new designs. The inclusion of a statue to pay homage to him will form part of Dreamer's Point, which all ties in towards the 50th anniversary. It sounds really exciting, and I think even looking at the concept art, Epcot is going to become the most incredible place once again. 
One final addition to the list of enhancements was Disney Genie. It was described as a revolutionary new digital offering that will help guests plan and experience a trip to Walt Disney World. In that one, I can only hope it's a huge upgrade of Disney's computer systems and the whole of my Disney experience part of their website and their app. Guys, what do you make of what's coming to Walt Disney World? That's amazing. Really. Yeah, but it's going to look so pretty. We were watching the live stream and as soon as they showed Walt's statue, it brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I got t- completely emotional. Yeah. I was just sitting Same. there going, oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. It's an amazing you know, statue. Yeah, it's really it looks, I hope we can go up and sit beside them and get a picture. Mm. <laughs> How amazing would that be? Photo pass photographer up there would be nice. Yeah. 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 Didn't Walt apparently say when it was being planned, this is the spot where we're going to sit and look out? Yeah. Which, of course, he yeah. never to do, but, yeah. Uh, and I think I think as well, Jill, I think that's the nicest thing that amidst all of the plans that they've they've highlighted, they're going back to the core values. And, uh, you know, I think even to the fact that the fountain that will be replaced at the entrance mm. will be similar to the original fountain, I think is a it's a big, big thing for probably a lot of Disney enthusiasts. And then also for the first time, as you're visiting a park for the very, very first time, Against those that are going for the 101st, perhaps. I like the way they've harmonised Epcot. So you've got World Showcase, and, and each of the other areas is World Nature, World whatever. It's mm. it, it makes it feel like one park as opposed to two separate entities. Mm-hmm. They've yeah. got like separate neighbourhoods that are together. Yeah. I think was why they described it, and I think it's it's going to be very different but it's going to take a long time. It's a multi-year transformation. So I think we're going to have to get used to Epcot not being what we know it as today. Yeah. Being a construction site. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be, isn't it? (laughs) Um, One thing I'm really excited about, like, I love my thrill rides and hearing that Guardians is going to have a reverse launch has me buried. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Sounds amazing. What's this thing, John, that you said about uh, Will Smith designing your holiday for you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yo, I've got your fast passes for Small World, Barnstormer, oh, not, Country I'm Bear not, Jamboree. I'm not even going to go there, Lloyd. I must admit, I, I think one of my real, real gripes with Disney is they have so many computer systems that do not talk to each other. They certainly the UK system doesn't talk to the American system. There's a variety of different American computer systems that don't understand each other. And every time you try to use the the app, it doesn't often say what it says on your actual computer. And until Disney sort that out, I think it's a little bit early and a little bit previous for them to come out and actually say this is what's coming next. Because my Disney experience has never worked particularly strongly since they actually rolled with it this summer was possibly the best ever but the memory maker part of it has been an absolute pain in the backside since we came home and that's you know i i don't know there's i know you you're looking at computers people will always look at different bits and bobs of it but i still think they've got still got a lot of good work that needs doing to make my disney experience properly sort of consumer friendly there's lots of people on the dip just now having issues with Memory Maker. Yeah, yeah. 
we've, we've never had a problem or that much from my Disney experience. The only issue we've ever had is agree about them all having different systems. Mm. It's about linking tickets and then if you book it through the UK and then you speak to sort of my Disney experience tech support, they then have to call them instead of it all being one system. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the idea of the Genie app. I think it makes sense. I don't think it's really for diehard Disney fans, though. From what I got from it, it seems to be something that without much planning, you'll be able to see what you can do on a day on that day instead of booking 60 days or 180 days in advance. Yeah, I think there was part of it that I, re- I did read up about it and somebody had actually posted online about the fact that are they maybe going to sort of make a little bit of a a little bit of an occasion where they can actually text you and tell you oh the queue for such and such is really short go and try that if and you know fine well it's just pushing you across to a certain part of the park and i'm not sure they kind of do that already don't they 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 offer you fast passes for what is a short queue basically um started on that one peter i tell you because uh (laughs) I must admit, Fast Pass this summer has been sort of, for one of a, for a polite description, has been slow pass at times. <laughs> and to be honest, you know, certainly in Magic Kingdom, if it rains in Magic Kingdom, Fast Pass ceases to actually work properly okay. because everybody everybody tries to get on Space Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> when I heard it was going to be called Genie, I I just had images of you get three passes, one of those tres. on the wishing for more fast passes. I have to say, listening to what they're proposing with Disney Genie makes me wonder whether they've worked out that a lot of people are cashing in on places like touringplans.com. I mean, I know I have a subscription Mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. uh, Where there are websites, and I know that some of the US travel agents will do plans for people. Actually, they've worked out people are paying other people money to do this, and therefore um, this could be easy money for us. So I'm not sure that they have, like, um, John said, I'm not sure they've got the infrastructure to do that, um, but it seems that they're panicking that money's not going in their pocket when it could be. Potentially. I, think, I think the thing as well there, Claire, and I think this is possibly another part where a lot of a lot of regular Disney goers are actually looking at this is is this maybe the first step towards paid for fast passes? And I can see I can see where there is that question coming in of you know if you pay that little bit extra. Do you get that little bit of extra help? Did they say know. that Disney Genie would cost more, though? I think they said it was included. I, I, I think it was included, the next yeah. version of my Disney experience. Yeah. So I think a lot of it will come down to the amount of data that Disney are harvesting and what they have to make sure that their parks not are to the limit, but they're giving everyone the right experience so that they will know when things rides go down and they can use that to get people in the right parks and make sure also it probably work for staffing as well if they know a certain ride is going to be attracting a lot of people they could push people to different yeah i think i'm a little bit more cynical than you ben i think it's about trying to distribute <laughs> guests uh, more evenly across the parks yeah pushing you to rides that perhaps are least popular uh to try oh. and create some activity just push everyone to Small World. That'll be what will happen. <laughs> Do you know what? When it's raining, Small World has a queue as it's well. It's a fantastic place, yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering if the plan isn't to get rid of my Disney experience and just have Disney Genie. I don't think they can get rid of it now. They've only had it Not a couple of years. Not straight away, but 
if you have everything, yeah. if you're able to book your fast passes on Disney Genie mm. and your ADRs, then because my Disney experience is very glitchy. And that's because it's based on several services, diff- all in different countries, all in different, um, all not working together. And we, we experienced that at Wilderness Lodge because we had a problem when we tried to put register our card for the room. And they said, oh, it's gone through, everything's fine. But we went back, um, tried to pay with our magic band. And they said, oh, no, you've got no card on your room. So, and that was a tad embarrassing. Like I had my wallet on me, but went back to receptions with someone else. They said, oh, yeah, it's a different server and all of this. And they said, oh, it's not going to work like that. So we'll have to go Three out back. people later, they managed to sort it out. But yeah. it wasn't worth yeah. that. I really wish we hadn't bothered. But it's, it's when it's supposed to be seamless and easy. And we'd also stayed at other two hotels that trip and had no problem. You want things to just work, especially when you go to Disney and you you're so used to it's working. I think for, I think for fear of uh, regaling people with sort of very anti-Disney <laughs> opinion of um, my Disney experience, um, <laughs> we, we try we actually tried to check in at um, Port Orleans in 2018. The American system had no record of us whatsoever. And because of the fact that we'd arrived at Port Orleans after the Walt Disney World Travel Company UK had shut on a Sunday afternoon, it took us over two and a half hours to actually check in, despite me having paperwork that proved that we actually had the booking. And that's not good. Disney didn't deal with it very well. I know I've written about it and whinged about it considerably. So I'm not going to do the same on the podcast, but they know that there's there's a glitch within the within the my Disney experience. And I think if they can get the Disney Genie correct and they can get it working for everybody, it can only be for the benefit of everyone. Is there anything more at Epcot that you feel? Certainly, you know, from my point of view, the addition the extension of the UK pavilion, Maybe the not. new film new films within Canada. And the new films within China will really sort of re-enlighten some parts of World Showcase too. I'm really looking forward to the um, the, the new um, Mary Poppins thingy in the UK pavilion. That just sounds brilliant. It sounds lovely. And I, I really think it, I don't know what the attraction, they didn't say what the attraction would be. They're being uh, very cagey, aren't they? Yeah. And I think a lot of people jumped and said, oh, it's going to be a Mary Poppins ride. I'm I'm gonna sort of just edge my bets on that because actually I feel that it would fit better within the UK pavilion if it was just even the exterior. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a dark ride because they've got a lot of space. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, I think it was around D23 that they did um, talk with an Imagineer about what they'd like to do with Mary Poppins, and it was like a carousel type ride. So I don't know. Uh, whether those ideas are still out there or whether they may be adapted to something else. What they've actually said is that um, you'll go into Cherry Tree Lane and then you will go on a jolly holiday with Mary. Yeah. That's what they've said. So Whatever that means. Whatever that means. (laughs) Yeah. seems to have gone, I I think. Yeah. She's going to take us to, like... I like the, um, the idea of a new China film, and I do hope this one doesn't go into details about what a lovely place Tiananmen Square is um is perhaps uh, and is perhaps a little bit more up to date uh, I think that's a good call Jill and I think yeah. the, the the you know we, we actually deliberately went to see O Canada before it, it shut this summer mm. just in a way just to make sure that Martin Short was going 
And then we also, <laughs> we also went to the China film as well because actually for when it was actually made it was a really sort of breathtaking view of, of a country we don't know an awful lot about at that time mm. it needs updating it needs to be presented an awful lot better and i hope that the new show in there will actually do justice to what a, you know what could be an absolutely amazing pavilion we we certainly we went to see o canada before it shut um and that shot i think the 28th of august and we were it was one of them things that was on the ca- on the calendar. It was just like, make sure you're going to see O Canada, because, you know, I think I think in some ways Epcot just is going to become a building site, and we've become used to Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, and the studios being in that state over probably a period of ten years, and I think now we're just going to have to accept that Epcot's not going to be the park that we we've known and loved for so long, but it's going to evolve into something that is it's going to be really really exciting i'm really excited because epcot's always been my least favorite park so I'm, i could never work out why it's always been my least favorite but I, I don't know but i'm just really looking forward to it i think my thing with epcot i always feel like the only thing that drags me there is test track and, <laughs> and and the food and that's it that that's always been I, I don't know why it just doesn't feel it has that much magic but that's just, I couldn't put my, can't put my finger on it. So I'm really looking forward to what Disney have got planned because this just seems right up my street. It's really strange, Ben, because actually my wife has taken an awful long time to actually really get what Epcot's about. And once you, once you actually get it, once you actually understand that it's not something, it's not about coasters, it's not about anything else. It's there's something about the park that you don't you don't get in any other place just like animal kingdom is is a place where it has a really unique theme and just like the studios is going to be very very much dominated by the star wars part i think what epcot's going to do is actually it's going to go backwards and and revert back to what it really holds dear and you know I still, I still don't particularly like they've closed some of the older pavilions. I was really, I was really pleased when Ellen disappeared. Um, we did, we did go to one of the very last shows of Ellen again just to make sure that she went away. Um, oh, <laughs> I love Ellen. Oh no, it was a dreadful ride, and and actually such a waste of space. You know, when you think of some of the things that have been in Epcot through the years, even looking at food, looking at teeth. It really was a very, very sort of educational park. And I think they've, you know, I think we said before that talk of, I don't like the word neighbourhoods because I think it it doesn't do justice to the certain themes and the certain the certain core values that the park holds. And I, I would love to see that sort of rebuilt within the front part of the park. And then obviously with what comes on World Showcase too. A difficult balancing act, I've always thought, because on the one hand, you've got people who love Epcot because it's not Mickey at every corner. Mm-hmm. It's not all IPs. It's something different. On the other hand, you've got people who think, no, I want my IPs. I want my characters. I want rides and blah, blah, blah. And I think the plans are an attempt to give something to both camps. Um, yeah. Personally... Yeah. I, I like it. I love Epcot and I love it because it's not anything like the other parks. But it really doesn't look like they are just going to cram it full of IPs 
willy-nilly. It does look like it's going to be sensitively done. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It looks like it's well thought through. It's not like they've just gone, oh, here's pavilion. We must have something here, like, I don't know, Coco in Mexico, and just yeah. every, they'll add something to every single one. I think it's, they might do eventually. I, I hope not. But it, it's, you, Jill, you're definitely right that I think is that balance that they need. It's because my favourite park's Animal Kingdom. And regardless of Pandora, it's always been one of my favourites. And it's just because it doesn't feel all Disney. It just just gives you that something different. Yeah, it does. It does. I think the one of the things I would I would urge people to look at is the actual concept art for for Epcot yeah. because one of the things that that looks as if it's being built to to basically go in in the area which is now I think the Illuminations preferred fast pass area and they're looking at a three a three level building. Um, That's what I was going to mention. Yeah. You. But on the roof, it looks got, amazing. But they've got all these trees on the roof. Yeah, now, it's meant to be like a rooftop garden, and apparently up there is going to be like an amazing view of like the lagoon and and whatever show is going to be there. What was it called? The harmonious. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like that looks amazing. I'm just not sure how you can grow trees on the top of a three-story building. Have you not done um, Living with the Land? <laughs> oh, I love Living with the Land. Hydroponics. <laughs> yes. Living with the Land. Living with the Land. Is you hate Ellen, but love li- Living with the Land. Oh, yeah. Do you know do you know something, Sammy? I think what I'll try and I'll try and dig out, there's the original song from Living with the Land. Yeah. yeah. I won't oh, sing amazing. it, but it's... it's I, lo- I do love song. Living with the Land. And it's still... Every time I go on Living with the Land, I still really wish that the song was in it as well. Oh, that's that's me being an old fogey, I think. I like the idea that they are adding the sing along to to France. Mm-hmm. But I do <laughs> wish that they so had my son, but because only because they test well. the film. Mm. Yeah, mm. I, I wish they would have changed changed impression to France as well, because yeah, it is looking old. It is looking tired. Yeah, and what is going to happen then to the show in studios because that's the beauty and the beast show are they going to replace that yeah good call i think that will go it looks tired it looks Mm. yeah i agree um characters jumping about in suits is probably not the way things are going i think something a bit more high tech will happen there they did pixar live a couple of summers ago that was that was lovely it really was maybe that was just a test to see how how it went and yeah but I think that area of the park in Hollywood Studios is probably one of the next ones that they're going to think about. Because mm. when you look at the rest of Hollywood Studios, what they've done. That's true. I'm not sure what they're going to do. but So thinking about Mary Poppins, sorry, I'm going back to Mary Poppins and the um, Cherry Tree Lane area. Do you think, um, and I was talking to uh, my son about this when we were there and it was announced, do you think they'll have the Admiral's House next door with someone... Yes, firing cannon slightly out of time. Yes. I did hear that. Yes. I oh, I hope so. Oh, I was, yeah. Yeah. You see, can you imagine that as a as a, a character, a face character? It'd be so cool to have them on the roof. Boom. You know, yeah. yeah, it'd be amazing. Yeah. It would. That would be so good. And I'd then, also, if there was someone out front with like balloons. I think there's so much balloons. you can do with with chalk paint, ground, yeah. kite, and then have yeah. random chimney sweeps like bouncing about. <laughs> <laughs> they just need some pigeons. 
<laughs> yeah. You don't get many pigeons over there. It's so silly. I think I think the burning question in my mind is if we're going to have a new narration for Spaceship Earth, mm. who do we want as the voice? Now all sorts of possibilities come into my mind. Alan Carr? What? Kathy Burke? No. Joe no. Morgan no. <laughs> Freeman. Yeah. Uh, Professor Brian Cox. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Oh. <laughs> the Rock. The Rock. Samuel Jackson. Will no. Smith. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, it might not be British. I think it's going to be Iago. Why not? Yeah. No, Godfrey. Yeah, but Godfrey, yes. <laughs> I think Morgan Freeman would be an ideal one. He's he's Martin had all those, years, all those years like of doing advert, adverts and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or James L. Jones. James L. Jones. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Uh, Surely David Attenborough is going to be in the uh, the mix. <laughs> Did anyone see the concept art for Spaceship Earth, where it's got Moana in it? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, was it Moana? It, it's the mural from Moana. Hmm. Another reason to have the rock. Maybe it is the rock. He'll <laughs> <laughs> need something to do after Jungle Cruise. So yeah, Disney will be getting the next title to sign him to, and then writing the script after he's signed up. So he'll have he'll yeah. have plenty to do. They'll do a Spaceship Earth film. Yeah. So they're doing Jungle Cruise. What what's the next ride that they do a film of? Mm. Space Mountain. <laughs> Starring the Rock. Yeah. Star on the rock and someone from the Avengers. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think there's I think there's a really good point there though because they are saying that they're going to try and reimagine what uh, Spaceship Earth is going to be as a ride, and I think once you start taking that apart and trying to decide how you're going to try and represent sort of the nations throughout the world, it really opens itself up to an awful lot of new new things new ideas and and new people um before we rode space spaceship air for the last time on holiday somebody had pressed the button so we listened to the narration all the way through the ride in portuguese <laughs> <laughs> and in portuguese portuguese it had all of the intonations of dame judy but in Portuguese, and it was a different person, and I was mightily upset. So much so, we had to go ride it again just to get it out of my system. So I was constantly just thinking, no, it's not that bit. So, John, I absolutely sympathise with you, because last time I rode Spaceship Earth, just a few days ago, yeah. my highly amusing 16-and-a-half-year-old son thought it'd be funny to press the Japanese button. Ooh, <laughs> ouch, ouch. So, we actually he thought it would just be the final bit you know the text oh, ring up and you yeah. choose your journey no no the whole ride in japanese um, and it it's not good though claire is it it's just it's it, it, just bizarre and yeah. it, we just couldn't do anything but laugh all the way around um yeah, yeah it was we actually found we actually found ourselves doing the judy narration to ourselves <laughs> yeah, yeah see it's a good thing to learn a language i was gonna say don't don't people know it word for word anyway yeah. What what is what's thank the Phoenicians in Japanese then? <laughs> <laughs> I know what spaceship Earth is. I'm not going to attempt to do it, but I I know what that sounds like in Japanese. Arigato Phoenicians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I don't know whether to be 
terrified at the changes for Spaceship Earth or really excited about it? Because I love Spaceship Earth the way it is, but I know it does need a bit of an update. Mm. And it, it keeps depends. breaking as well. Yeah, I mean, it just depends it how they can change it. Yeah, I, th- I think it just, I think it's ready for an overhaul. You know, when you feel that a ride has just come to the end of its shelf life. Yeah. It does feel like that. I just had a horrifying thought. You know, nothing has been said in Epcot, in all the talk about Epcot, about Figment. Now, what if Figment, what if Figment was the new narrator for Spaceship Earth? That would be oh, lovely. I'd like that. That would be really good, that. <laughs> In short. Get on the phone. I have a feeling the figment attraction might disappear. Oh, they might include figment in various parts of the park. Yeah. yeah. Because there's a lot yeah, of nice. the imagination will be inside out. And that's been going on for the last sort of, 18 months, a couple yeah. of years. And I don't think I think that could happen, but um, I think Figment is the figure of Epcot. When, yeah, and I think maybe introducing in different parts of the park could be quite good. Yeah, I'd agree, I'd agree with that. I think as as well, it'd be if it's looking backwards, but having the Dreamfinder narrate mm-hmm. Spaceship Earth with Figment would yeah, be yeah. quite you know you'd, you'd then get everybody who's loved epcot since 82 sort of coming back just simply for the dream finder what if you changed it and i know this can be computer generated what if you use walt's voice whoa oh. now we're talking now we're talking with the technology i think it could be done even if it was just that very even first generation yeah. wouldn't it that would be amazing especially as i think because they're going to change the exit of where special birth leads if I'm right, looking at like the concept art. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to lead onto like the new pavilion. Yeah. You will go out and see Walt's statue. So I wouldn't be surprised if you find there might be bits in there that would be quite good. God, that doesn't make anyone aware. I don't know what will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, everyone coming off will just be like crying wrecks. <laughs> <laughs> tissues. Yeah, it would be sponsored by Phoenix. Oh, you know, so that would be so nice because it would fit in with the statue. It would fit in with the whole the whole essence of what he actually felt Epcot should have been. And you know, even even when you're on there, the People Mover in Magic Kingdom, and you see the the model as you go through the People Mover in that darkened tunnel, you still look at what was proposed to be Epcot, and they've done a they've done a pretty good job making it a theme park. And I think in this this sort of renovation period, they're going to go back to what Walt actually started to, you know, and thought about in the first instance. I, I like that. I think it's great. Disney, if you're listening, yes, you to do. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, I'm feeling sorry for Martin Short because <laughs> he's gone from Epcot and now, and he's also gone from Disneyland Paris. Yeah, you know, the poor guy's just. Uh, he, he needs a better agent, I think. He's wandering around somewhere with a big old-fashioned mobile phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that um, with all the Epcot announcements, what they didn't announce, which everyone was expecting, was another world, another country in World Showcase. Yes. Mm. There was lots of ums and ahs and expectations around a 12th yeah. country. And um, it didn't happen. So There's a lot of political things happening with 
the country that was supposed to yeah be involved mm. and might have been a reason they haven't announced it yet you can call it brazil then <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't say that yeah, yeah. <laughs> that may have been a yeah, they are a bit busy at the moment. Yes. There is that big wall being built around Mexico, Ben, to, uh, <laughs> to reflect the, the world as well. Are they going to replicate that? Are they going to do that in World Showcase too? <laughs> 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 what does everyone think of Epcot Forever? Sounds fun. Yeah, it's... it's I, I think it'd be good for a I... show. It's temporary. It's only for a year. Or sounds, like, sounds like Batman Forever. <laughs> and that wasn't very good in its current state and it really pained me to to see it and i think this is a really sad part of of where all the machinery and all of the the platoon boats for illuminations is that it's not the same fireworks show that it once was and you, you're looking for sort of fireworks that are firing higher and you knew they used to go higher but actually they haven't got the parts for things to replace them. And it's in a way, it's been lovely to say goodbye to Illuminations. And I think really Epcot Forever has probably come at the right time just to just to keep the crowds happy. Because like it or not, I think technology's moved on significantly as regarding firework sort of pontoon boats, etc. And it's it's old. And it's it's certainly showing it. And I love Illuminations. I love the story. I love the countdown. I love the blowing out of the fire. And it will forever be part of what Epcot was. Yeah, there's there's only so much they can do with respect and nostalgia before they start to neglect the newer visitors, isn't it? And I will miss it. And it's it 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 hits me right right in the heart when I hear it and I watch it, but. There's people who've never seen it, or, or they haven't seen it in their childhood and things, and I, th- I think that's what's got to be thought about going forward. Yeah. We did an Illuminations cruise on Saturday night, yeah. and um, I was having a chat with our driver, or pilot, whatever you want to call him, the person driving the boat. Captain, I'm not sure, it was only 10 people, I'm not sure he counts as a captain. Um, <laughs> it's a boat. Skipper. He, skipper, that is the word. Um so he was explaining that they're already testing the new show, obviously, um, overnight without the fireworks. Uh, it is only going to be live for nine months, mm-hmm. is the latest information. And he says the soundtrack's amazing. It's got lots of information, lots of old tunes melded together. Um, and he says it's going to be really good for people who remember the old Epcot. But for new visitors, it's going to be a bit of a... Um, a bit of a confusing one because it's going to have bits and pieces that have gone over the years uh but nine months only from october so by this time next year we'll have the the new new show not epcot forever harmonious harmonious yes Mm. i'm I'm looking forward to that actually i know i'm in the majority but i never quite minority that's what i mean I know I'm in the minority, but I never quite felt Illuminations. I wanted to so badly because everyone said it was amazing. But I just never could quite feel it. And I don't know whether that's because the first time I watched it, I had a sprained ankle and that just hurt. I couldn't stand on it. and I fated your eyesight. Yeah. <laughs> it just put a damper on it. But, yeah, just couldn't quite feel it. 
yeah becca we so we watched it obviously saturday night for the first for the first time in ages from about 15 20 minutes beforehand on the pontoon boat underneath the bridge and we've watched illuminations over the years but usually it's been after a meal rushing trying to find a spot sort of craning you know i'm not the most um i'm slightly vertically challenged so trying to find a spot where i can see often ended up being upstairs in the japanese pavilion and you know actually it was quite difficult to find somewhere where you could just settle and watch and enjoy without elbowing people out the way so saturday we sat as a group of family sitting watching illuminations and it was amazing and i think that um having had that as our last experience of it and just enjoying it from start to finish with a great view without hassle um was really special so i get what you're saying that if you're in if you're not in the right place you're not in the right frame of mind actually illuminations could pass you by the special you know the special bits of it but yeah. i think if, if you've had that opportunity to really experience the whole thing from start to finish in a, in a great way um yeah we'll miss it definitely i am looking forward i've to the never seen it oh no you never lived sammy and never now you never will. i've got to i've got to say that the pontoon boat experience for anybody who's never done it is yes it's expensive and if there's 10 of you you can share it um and i was very very fortunate on a visit in 2008 um, I actually found a family who would share it with us and they've gone on from being total strangers on a boat watching Illuminations. I actually celebrated my 50th birthday party day in Epcot with that same family and watched our very last Illuminations on our trip. And that was that was really, really telling as to how powerful Illuminations can be. Yeah, it was cool. it's a special experience if you get the opportunity to do it. And, you know, I think whatever the show would be on on the World Showcase Lagoon, that being on the boat where it is, is amazing. And if you get it a chance is. to do it, I agree. It is. So I, I like Illuminations. It, um, obviously, I, I prefer Wishes and Happily Ever After, um, but maybe just because it was more, felt more Disney. Um, but the thing that makes Illuminations is the walkout of Epcot as soon as it's finished is that song <laughs> yeah it's just that song. yeah i don't yeah. know what it is it's just that song just it is it, lovely yeah it's just at the ending of the night and the fiber optic ground and all of that stuff so you yes. do love epcot after all <laughs> <laughs> there's parts of epcot, epcot like. at night is beautiful yeah no it's good and it's but it's a lovely song it's a yeah. lovely song good call john I'm, I'm really intrigued to what disney have got planned for I'm glad, I'm hoping, Claire, that you're right, that it's only nine months, because um, we're going to be out there next August, so. Well, that'll be, that'll be harmonious by that point. I mean, that, that's what Don from Pennsylvania told me. But, you know, who knows, things get delayed, don't they? Parking mm. garages, you know, all that stuff. I wonder, though, do you think Harmonious, it's launch night, would be amazing if they did it for Independence Day. Yeah. Oh, that's a good call. That, well, July, July the 4th, it just kind of fits in that sort of time scale, yeah. doesn't it? Doesn't it? Don't like the amazing. name, though. No, I'm not I'm not keen on the name. I don't like the name Harmonious. It just, no. it's like no. a bad orchestra. No. <laughs> it just doesn't sound like, well, I'm, I don't no, know. It doesn't sound like a show. It doesn't sound like something spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a fireworks show. 
I've seen it written with the the U.S. in yes, large. In large yes, I so agree. I presume that means it's us, harmony us. But I first read it as harmony U.S. And I thought, <laughs> yeah. And okay, that, it's a glorious three-hour finale. It, it's too it's too close <laughs> to being Phil Phil harmonious, isn't it? Really? So yes. It's, yes. Phil harmonious. Or harmonising. Yeah, yeah. I went to. Yeah. Celebrating all things Epcot, but mainly US. Yeah. 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 It's all about the harmony of Epcot. So, Sammy, on your trip, do you have any access to a Disney ticket? No. So just just go to the beach. Just to go and watch. Go and see illuminations from afar just once. (laughs) Just go on the boardwalk bridge. Yeah. Yeah. That's best. That's a really good place. Sammy, um, Sammy, you sorry. might, you might possibly, I might be able to sort something out. Oh, oh, yeah, I know it's go. honestly, it's, it's so. Oh, oh, don't make me want to go at Disney now. Even if it's only to watch fireworks, you know, I, I've got to say, it would be such a shame for you never ever to see illuminations. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Please yeah. go get some ice cream at Ample Hills first. <laughs> <laughs> Is the Disney Springs one open yet? Or Ample Hills? No. Yeah. Um, apparently, it's not long before it opens. There's still. Oh, don't even go there. Long story. <laughs> Different show. <laughs> Although, if you do go into um, Epcot, there's a very nice ice cream parlour in France. Yeah, but not lot, not a lot of people know about it either. Except yeah, my, kid, my kids know, my kids know fine well how to go and dish your uh, magic band in and uh, <laughs> do your dining, yeah. do your dining credits in there, while whilst your mum and dad go and have a glass of champagne in the the place across the way. <laughs> <laughs> nice news, John. <laughs> wow, what a lot of new stuff on the way from Disney. I'm probably not alone in this, but I've already started planning our next few trips with all of these things in mind. So with the next D23 Expo less than two years away, uh, this will be very special as it being the same year as the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Wouldn't it be magical if they could hold the 2021 Expo in Walt Disney World? And we hope you've enjoyed a bit of extra waffling this month, and we'd love to hear from our listeners. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now YouTube. Our handle is at GBMickeyWaffle. We will really appreciate the time you've taken to listen to our waffling and look forward to sharing more with you in the future. If you'd like to get in touch for a Mickey mention, our email address is themickeywaffle at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone, and waffle on. Waffle on. Waffle on. Waffle on. Waffle on.